Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Big Thoughts, the number one podcast about the Big Ten. Here are your hosts, Spencer Kleinschmidt, Marcus Pierce, and Peter Che. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Big Thoughts, Big Ten Thoughts. Today, we'll be joined a little later by, uh, I think this is a second time, second time on the show, recurring guest, but uh, we're not really going to interview him or anything. He's just going to sit in and chat with what we're chatting about. But Peter Dimes, Peter Nichols going to be going to be stopping by. Um, but yeah, uh, Cubs got pumped last night. We don't need to talk about that. Uh, that was weird. Oh, we do. That was that's tough, but we'll get to it. But hey, I I, I announced it on Twitter. Got some exciting news on. I'm gonna go. We're going full term golf guy. We're gonna go try and win some tournaments. Um, you know what freaks me out about those tournaments? What? Well, you know the way golf works for like average golfers. I would say I am still an average golfer, just maybe a, a, a decent average golfer, I guess. Sometimes the ball doesn't fucking fly straight, no matter what you do. <laughs> like it, it is. It, so I'm a little nervous about that being, you know, being in front of people and shanking balls all day. But hey, two day tournaments. If I go out there and really do horribly on the first day, second day, big comeback. You know, maybe I'll go steal someone's prosthetic. Not too many people can golf on one leg. So if I got to break the rules, I'll break them. We'll break them. Unless they're, unless they're listening to this or catch one of this, and I won't break them. You but won't break them then. Anyways, yeah. Only so that's, if they're listening. That's where we're at. But how are you doing? How am I doing? I'm doing good, dude. You know, the sun is shining. There was a big storm today in Milwaukee, but it blew through. There's going to be a big storm tonight in Atlanta when Giannis just lays a hammer down. Same with Chris Middleton. Should Show be a bloodbath. Trey Young is out. Should be a bloodbath tonight. Teague is in. Bobby <laughs> P is playing good. Honestly, I this is the lineup I want to see for the Bucks. I want to see Giannis. I want to see Chris. I want to see Bobby P. I want to see Jeff Teague. And Why I want Teague? To see, oh, man, Jeff Teague and I go way back ever since the T-Wolves days. I've always Bad. been a big, big Jeff Teague guy. Ben kind of a, and we don't have to debate this right now. Ben, Ben kind of a questionable teammate since he's joined the Bucks. Hate to see that. Did not know that. Still a big Jeff T guy. And it seemed like I saw last game he was getting more involved, uh, coming off the bench, like just after plays and stuff. So I don't know. There was a few plays during the end of the regular season where like the whole team got up, and he like just joined the team, and he just sat on the bench and stayed there and like. And maybe he's just shy. Uh, hey, I don't think so, actually. I don't think Jeff Teague's very shy. But maybe. What, whatever, it doesn't matter. But let's talk about the Bucks in a little bit with Pete, with Peter Dimes. But Yeah, yeah, we'll chill. We'll chill. Um, in the NHL, I believe there are nine college hockey players playing in the Stanley Cup final. That's a decent, decent number, decently sized number. Um, I thought you meant, like, people who just, like, no, became NHLers. I was like, dude, there's no way there's nine no. rookies playing. Like, okay. no, nine players who played college hockey, yeah, are playing in the Stanley Cup Finals. So that that's cool. Um, yeah, last night for the Canadians did not go so hot. Um, 
the first the first period, I thought that they skated uh, faster uh, or more aggressively than they skated potentially all playoffs. And I was, you know, kind of surprised. Like, that's not really their style. That's not really how they play. And, you know, it was 2-1 going into the third period, and it just did not feel that close. Yeah. And, you know, you got guys like Kakianemi or Katianemi, Suzuki, Caulfield, where if you, you know, one goal game, you got guys like that. One goal game's not safe, but it felt further. Um, and then the third period, man, Tampa. Whoo. I, I hate Tampa. I always have, but uh, credit is, you know, credit do work or what, what's the phrase? Give credit where credit's due. Yeah. Give credit where credit's due. Tampa just has afterburners. They, I mean, their fourth line, like Bar- Barkley Goodrell is turned into a above average hockey player. He started to develop nice with the Sharks. They got rid of him. I, I said that was a horrible call for the Sharks a while ago because I thought they could have signed him for a fair amount of money. Yeah. Well, hey, look, now in two playoff runs, he's had a very significant not, I'm not saying the points, but the role he's played has just been that the third and fourth lines for Tampa are are relentless. And it, it not that their first and second aren't. Their first and second are just so skilled that it doesn't seem like they're forcing anything. Their third and fourth lines just breathe down your neck. It is like Yeah, it's pretty insane. I mean, being suffocating. a Bruins fan, having them um having them in the in the division in the Atlantic, you know, a lot of the time I've seen a lot of the lightning play. And when you have the best goalie in the league and in the world in uh, Andre Vasilevsky, I mean, one, that already gives you an advantage. And then you got, as you just finished explaining, you know, four lines that can all just eat. I mean, the first one, Stamkos and Kucherov. I mean, that's almost impossible to defend. Yeah, I mean. Um, you got – you know, Victor Hedman as point, the defenseman, the basically, basically the best defenseman in the league. Actually, no, the best defenseman in the league, the best goalie in the league. I mean, that's tough. And the best forward in the league with Kucherov, potentially, yeah. depending yeah. on really how if, you want yeah, to look at it. Right, if you stay healthy, for sure. Because what, three years ago, we had 130 points or 120 points or something? The year they got bounced in the first round. When they were the greatest hockey team ever. Yeah, when they got bounced by the Blue Jackets. But, That's right. Hey, honestly, shout out Christian Yelich. Go Christian Yelich for driving in a run. God, fuck. But um, if you're the Canadians, obviously, you don't panic yet. Or, you know, one game, you don't panic yet. They went down and lost a bad game to Vegas, and everyone thought that was unrecoverable. Um, I, I expect them and Carey Price to not allow five goals to happen again. Yeah, I, I, can, can you explain to me what the hell was going on with why did he get hit in the neck in warmups and why were they sliding all over the ice? What, what's well, the deal there? I think I think the ice might have been a, a tad mushy, still a tad wet, coming out of warmups. But I think the dude stepped on the puck. But oh. then, uh, then the Carey Price thing—that's like. That's like uh, I, I don't know how to like explain it to non hockey people. Like that's definitely like the 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 skater's fault. Like you shouldn't be going high, but like I, you're still in the net. Like you still gotta 
know what's going on. Like, you know what I mean? I, I've never been in that situation, so I really don't know what's right. I just um, was very confused at why he was getting pucks thrown at him, like, that he, high up. Yeah, I mean, pretty much general rule of general rule of thumb, you don't shoot anywhere near the goalie's chest or head. Or in practice. I would, I would in think practice. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know? yeah, especially if they're world class like Hall of Fame goaltenders like Carey Price. But um I, I don't know if that really played a big part of his performance. Um I mean, it's also like the lightning. Yeah, you just they're just almost impossible to defend. They're they're a really different team. And like I said, Montreal kept up with them in the first period. They tried to keep up with them in the second. Third period, they were no chance keeping up with them. So what they need to do is they need to go back and at least Montreal needs to do what they did to the other teams and start suffocating the neutral zone. They they allowed Tampa to walk into the zone way too much. Um, they need to just trap that neutral zone like they've been doing. You know, they're a defensive team with a few guys who can score, in my opinion. Hey, what happened to Gallagher? Why was he all bloody? Ooh, okay. Well, here's some controversy for you. Uh, you know the Tom Wilson play at the beginning of playoffs that got myself and a lot of other people heated? Right. Bruins? Yeah, may, I can't remember. When he got suspended or should have got suspended or – Against the Rangers? Yeah. With Panarin? Oh, that yeah. wasn't playoffs. That was like a couple weeks before the season ended. But, yeah, I, I'm familiar, yes. Gallagher, without a helmet on, got tossed straight to his forehead on the ice. I did see that. It, yeah, it, not a good play. Um, people are, you know, people are saying, well, Canadians fans handle it better. They understand what real hockey's like because so you don't see any bitching. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. Like, I understand that train of thought, I guess. But, like, that's a bad play. I mean, that's a scary play. That's scarier than the Tom Wilson play, in my opinion. But it it feels different. I don't know why. Well, I think because in this play, they were, like, going at it face-to-face. Yeah. And he kind of – I mean, that's a risky take with skates on. I mean, especially when you get in a fight or you're going up to somebody and, like, hugging them. You know, they can slip and it's just – I don't know. I mean, it sucks that the dude got hurt. Hopefully he's okay. I guess I don't know if he's playing. I mean, he, st- game two or not, he stayed in the game. Yeah, he was just really bloody. That's That was what I saw. Yeah, so, I mean, he's a tough son of a bitch, and he's a little guy. So, I, I suspect that he will play. Um, I suspect he'll be back unless they get him on a concussion, which yeah. very well could happen. I mean, yeah. he hit the ice hard, um, but – I don't know. We'll see. Obviously, like you said, the the lightning is just going to be it's just going to be tough. And I don't even know if that if I, at this point I don't even think it's that the Canadians aren't good. I think they proved with who they beaten to get here that they're a good hockey team. But uh, I don't know if they don't win game two. I think it'll be over an early an early death. An early death, unfortunately. They'll be hitting the showers a, a little earlier than they wanted. But, hey, if you're a Canadians fan right now, things are looking bright. Uh, things are looking brighter than ever, in my opinion. Yeah, I think some people showed up before you thought they would. And 
but I don't know. Montreal always kind of seems to know how to really mess up a good thing, at least in the last couple of years. So we'll see. Plus they're going to have the, they're going to lose guys to Seattle as well. So, I mean, yeah, that's... obviously they'll protect the core and protect their young guys, but you know, there's going to be somebody that's going to be left behind and that's what, I mean, every team's got to deal with it, but Hey, in other hockey news, a, uh, there was a big hiring. Yeah. Huge for, big for the, hiring. for the Badger land. And for the Granado family. And for big thoughts. And for big thoughts. We're, we're, we're not going to be humble about that one. No, we're – No, we're, we don't even know the dude. No, but we're Granado people now. We know it by association. We're big – yeah. So what happened, man? Explain to the people, to the beautiful listeners out there. Well, Buffalo Sabres came out today earlier on Twitter with a, a little, a little like, flex for Donnie, and it was uh, the – the nameplate on his desk and it was his old nameplate that said Don, Don Granado, interim head coach. They pulled the fucking plaque out, put in his new one that said head coach. And then the emoji that they titled it was just a little smirk. Nice. So was there Don, Buffalo wings on his desk. Cause it sure looked like it. It might've been. I didn't even catch that. Or, or like meatballs. I don't know. <laughs> There's a plate of something it looked like. I didn't even catch that, but, um, a little three-year contract for a guy that deserves it. Uh, from what I can tell, through association, like you said, uh, more than most people uh, deserve it. Uh, there's a lot of people, including former guest uh, Marco Siki. Uh, he he called it back in May. He said that I, I really wanted to post this quote back in May about what he said about McCabe. I know he said we could put it out on here, but I didn't want to – I don't know. What, I don't know. Would have felt like bad juju if I would have been quoting guys in the locker room and then he doesn't get hired. Um, but three-year contract, speed and cancer, Ben Interim coach, coached at UW. His name's Don. His name's fucking the Don father, Don Granado. Come on. How Italian can you get? Donnie. From Chicago, too. Yeah, Donnie Granado. But good for them. Good for that family. Um yeah, well, I mean, you're talking about the holes, maybe. And the Granado's got to be up there with, like, the first family in hockey in America. Cammy, America. Cammy had such an impact on the game, and now, you know, continues. She'll be one of the scouts for the Kraken. Donnie finally gets the official head coach. Tony's had a chance in the head coach, you know, and he's at you back at UW, which is where I think he wants to be. But I mean, I mean, are we looking at a potential? Tony's uh, the least qualified. Is that what we're looking oh, at? Here? <laughs> oh, put that big heater out there. Yeah, let's put that out there and see how he feels. No, no. He would you know, actually, actually though, hum, humble Tony, he would probably say he is the least qualified. Wouldn't you they? Gotta go, Cammy first, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, duh, no brainers. <laughs> duh. Peter, what's up, guy? Hello, boys. <laughs> well, we, have a, we have a caller. Look at this. We have our caller, our first caller and guest ever to be brought on. You might have. Who was? Was he? Was Peter? Who was our first guest, dude? Uh, give me a second. First, but I don't. I don't know. I was, I was up there. You were up there. That's fair. I yeah. I want to say you were like three, three or four, maybe. But it. Okay. I mean, you've been the one that definitely had the most like 
laid back. We didn't ask any questions. You just kind of gave us your thoughts. And, you know, that's what we do here on Big Thoughts. We just – we give our thoughts to the crowd. And normally they're pretty big. So, hey, so, Peter. P- so Peter doesn't count anymore as an interview, in my opinion. Um, then we guest. Yeah, well, yeah, it really wasn't an interview at all. Yeah, so. yeah. But then, <laughs> then, we, then we had Tony. Then we had Trey Bronner. Then we had Maya and then Jack and then Peter. Okay, so, so – Hey. Peter's the first non-interviewee yeah. conversation. Fair. All right, all right. First I'll two-time conversational guest on hey, Big Thoughts. Spencer, would you believe this shit? So we've never met before, I, I don't think. Oh, oh okay, I got to wait for him. I got to oh, wait I for him. something. No, he needs, to, <laughs> he needs to hear this. So What the hell is that? Yeah, what's going on? Oh, I just threw my fan on. Sorry, it's hot oh. balls. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Call. No, we, that's, that's a good call. Yeah. So uh, a few weeks back, uh, out, out for my birthday, right? And uh, I was having a bathroom break at the nitty, and I was crutching back, and I hear, Marcus. I'm like, huh. I haven't been out in like a year. Who like, the fuck? Is that Blair? Well, yeah. I'm like, who the fuck's calling my name right now? Like, I just kind of kept crutching, hear it again, turn around. I'm like, holy fuck. I'm like, Peter Dimes. I'm like, Peter. And we never met before. So I, I, was, I didn't know if you'd know who the hell I was. <laughs> oh, I'll say, that's what I was. I'm like, I'm like, it, it took me a second. That's why I said your name so slow at first. I'm like, oh, man, I know this motherfucker. I, I, I do know this person. But, yeah, uh, we ended up having a few drinks. <laughs> mm-hmm. But. What's yeah, up? Feel. Um, how are you feeling about your brewers right now? They're beating the hell out of my cubbies. It's not great. Damn right they are. Yeah, they uh they're up one nothing, right? I yeah, mean, last right. night was pretty pretty abysmal, but yeah, so well last night is one of those games as a fan, and I think you guys would agree too that like when it's four four going into the eighth, like that's it's a game really good about everything until the wheels fell off. Well, yeah, well, yeah, of course, yeah, right? Because I get that, I do get that. Yeah, no, and like that sounds stupid. Like, of course, you felt good about the game, but it was one of those where it was just back and forth, and it was fine, and I wasn't worried. And our bullpen and Tapera has been so good this year. So I'm like, ah, uh, okay, get to Kimbrel. Maybe he goes two innings. Or, you know, may sneak out of Milwaukee with one here. And oh my God, by the end of the fucking inning, uh, Eric Sogard was pitching. But yeah, yeah, I saw that. But when you like, when you got like, I think you guys would agree as fans. When you watch a game like that and it turns into such, a, like a such a gong show, you almost get not mad with how funny it ends up. Like people were texting me last night, like ha ha ha, and I'm like. I'm not even watching anymore. Like, like I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. No, I was at, this was like probably two, three years ago. I was at a Brewers game and it was, we played the Dodgers and we just got absolutely crushed. And I think I saw at least two position players pitch. I think it was Eric Kratz and like Hernan Perez. And it was just <laughs> funny at that Kratz. point. It was, Eric Kratz it was just the goat. terrible. And they did better than the goddamn pitchers. So it was just comedy. Well, that's just I mean, Eric Sogard got an out last night, and we had another dude come in behind Tapera that, what, got no outs and gave up, like, three dingers? Yeah. Uh, so, I, I don't know. Baseball's a weird sport. It'll be – what's your thoughts right now on the sticky stuff and uh, cracking down on that? I think it's a fucking joke. I mean, they're just part trying of to it? F- fix the problem that they let get so out of hand. It's I, – I, 
don't know. The MLB just totally fucked up. The was it that ten game appeal now is trying to appeal for the suspension. It's it's just out of control. They're checking guys like three times during the game. It's it's outrageous. Yeah. Well, and you know, I don't know like when the like I get the checks. I I really do, and I think that they want to see the the numbers, the hitting come back up because. The sticky problem, you know, the sticky issue wasn't a problem when you had tons of people or MVPs that were hitting multiple people hitting over 300 or the league average is 270. Right now it's like 215, 220. So need to get that back up. Do you think that, that like, if you could change one rule about baseball right now, where would you go with that? Uh, Well, first of all, let me just say, I I don't mind the, the whole thing, what they're doing, but just the timing of it is so outrageous. Why, why are we doing this in the middle of the season here? Like, you know, why, why not? Why don't we plan during an off season? All right, we're going to let everyone know what the hell's going on and let them plan for it. Spring training and things like that. But um, as far as a rule, I, I don't know. Um, I think it would be interesting to see if we got rid of the shift, how that would change the game, but I don't really agree with it. Um <laughs> There, there's so many different ways you can go as far as offensive, defensive, or I know you've touched on it before, like lowering the mound, like what kind of difference would that make? That's, you know, I, th- I think it's going to, you know, you'll notice that stuff. Yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting. The one thing with me that the sticky stuff that I'm glad that they went for it in the middle of the season is it's kind of allowing the fans' opinions to police the game itself because now we all have access to the spin rates. We can see every analytic that every pitcher has. And it is, it is funny to see some of these elite elite pitchers, what's happened to their spin rates after the MLB scared the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. And not that Garrett they're Cole, like, come on. Garrett, right. Uh, Trevor Bauer. And not that they're still not above average. Cause they still are above average pitchers but not as good maybe. And it'll, it'll be curious to see which one of the elites will stick out. Who's really that good. Like the Grom, I think he's living in that. Uh, he's that good. Mm. I, th- I think Scherzer Spencer, what do you think about this? I think Scherzer, he might give up one home run a game cause he's kind of guilty of that, but he's that good. I don't think the sticky stuff is, is his agenda. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think, I think you're right about that. I, the best is Garrett Cole. Mostly just because of his media takes, and like, oh, man, he's so it's... easy to make fun of. Which I kind of <laughs> liked him when he was on the Astros, and like when he was on the Pirates, I thought he was an awesome player. But now he's on the Yankees, and it's like, dude, come on! Yeah. Like he's trying to come out here like he's clean cut and like everything. And, well, know, they have to do that. And it's just like, dude, like you you cheated and you got caught. Like adjust and just be like, yeah, I used it. Like that's the thing that I don't understand. Like these pitchers, like you said, the the data, the amount of data that's out there is. I mean, the writing's on the wall. Just say you used it. Like, just mm-hmm. be like, yeah, man, everybody was doing it. So would it, so was I. Now I'm not because I don't want to get in trouble. Just admit it. You're not going to get suspended now. They literally told you if you keep using it, you're going to get suspended, but you're not because you're not using it anymore, you know? Yeah, they didn't catch they didn't catch you in the act, so they can't really – yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's a thin line to walk. Um, I'll be curious to see, though, over the next month if the batting averages go up at all like if, if you can see an actual increase in batting averages or if the hitters now just don't know how to hit for average like that's just not part of the game really anymore and you know it think yeah, about i was gonna how- ask that because i you know it's so just 
strikeout or home run. I don't know if that's because of the pitching or just the, the style of hitting. I, I don't know what it is, but if that's all of a sudden starts to shift, well, that'll be a tell, telltale it, sign. It, it's like the MLB finally started to follow the pace of other sports where they said, we'll give up the admirable stat, the good shooting percentage, right? We'll give up the, or we'll stop shooting the 18, 20 foot jumpers to go back and take a chance at the three mm-hmm. or see, we'll, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go against you on this one. Yeah. I, I got to say, I, it's because of the pitching, the players are going to, they're, they're thinking in their head and I don't blame them. Why am I going to waste my time and try to hit 280 and get left on base when three batters are going to get struck out behind me, when I can change my launch angle, I'll just hit a home run. And it's going to be worth it more in my mind to hit a home run than a single. Cause I know the people behind me can't drive me in because the pitching's too good. No. And I get that point of view too. And the next take or not take really, I was going to bring up is how much, how good the pitching is even compared to 10 years ago. Now you have three, four guys on every team coming out of the bullpen that go 95 plus. Um, and that never used to be the case. It used to be your starters, and a, a lot of teams still have starters. They want to pitch the whole game, and that's starting to come back. You're starting to see the really good starters try and go forever again, which I love. But now, now you're seeing teams, oh, geez, oh, Lord, if we can get uh, four and two or five innings out of our starter and get to our bullpen, whew, you know, one inning, one inning, one inning, one inning, next day repeat you know it's just it's just different so I don't know if that plays into effect these pitchers coming in knowing that they have 10 15 pitches to blow their load and give it their all and they're going to be done for two days and I I, I don't know because it used to be your middle relief pitchers were your worst pitchers on the team right am I incorrect in that statement so no, was, you relied on your starters to get you seven, eight, nine innings a game, and anything less than that is like, all right, that's a wash. But <laughs> that's not the case anymore. Yeah do do you think uh, you think the Brewers run here? And I hey, and I'll admit it, I hate the Brewers. But do you think this is uh, sustainable? They've been playing great. A lot of comeback baseball. That's sign of a great team. I'll say that. Is it sustainable for the next two and a half months? I, man, I don't know. I want to think it is, but at the same time, I know the Brewers, I know Wisconsin sports, and I have my <laughs> doubts. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of what I go back to. Their pitching is fucking fantastic. They got some awesome starters, but can they, you know, rely on those? What about those games where they only get three hits a game? You know, I, I don't like their offense is so up and down, and I think they're getting better as of late, but. You know the pitching is going to be there, but the hitting's my question mark. Can we get Yelich hitting, you know, close to 300 again and, you know, get some of those key contributors going? Um, I I don't know. I have my my doubts, but I'm also optimistic. Is, I, I can't believe they're in first by, like, you know, three, four games or whatever it is right now. It's crazy. Yeah, well, what have they been? I mean, it's been, like, 19 out of 25 games here or something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's tough to compete with. I think they had the best record uh, since the end of May. Or, or yeah, since the middle of May. So, do you why? think what? Why? Then I don't have any doubt. <laughs> I said, you know why? Why? Because Willie Adamas. We brought him in, yep. and that dude has hit like 300 since May 25th when we traded for him. 
and he just needed to get out of the trap. And now we got our shortstop for the future. You can move Urias over to the third. He plays pretty good third base. He's, he's just like Machado. They wanted him at shortstop. They're like, yeah, maybe not put you at third because we got a guy. Now you go out and, you know, you thought that you maybe had to trade for a, for a third baseman or a first baseman, but you got Keston Hiraback who, like, he's hitting the ball now. Last week he's been hitting the cover off the ball. And you get Yelly going, you don't even have to make a trade at the deadline. You can save your prospects. Or maybe you go out and you get a big-time pitcher. That's what I was going to ask is, do we make a big-time move? I mean, the Brewers really never do that, but we'll, uh, we'll see. <laughs> you know, you if you're – I mean, if they're going to go try and spend money or move people, you go after another oh, – how that sounds weird too, but you'd try to go after an outfielder, wouldn't you? I, I don't know. I, I mean – I, I don't know either, quite frankly. There, that's yeah, great, maybe. great a- analyzing right there. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they should do. Um, <laughs> I don't know what they need. I think they need a big hitter, but I don't know what position. Probably outfield, I guess. I, I think if they look for, if they're going to go for a move, they're going to look for one of the corners, a third or a first baseman. Yeah. Second's pretty solid. There's not a lot of second basemen out there that are going to be worth trading for. I don't think the Royals are going to move Whit Merrifield. Um, outfield, not, not I really. Now. I really don't think that they would go for an outfielder. I mean, you've got Garcia and you've got Yelich. Those two are going to play. And then, I mean, Jackie Bradley Jr. is not a good offensive player, but his defense, defense is irreplaceable. Started. I mean, yep. he's the type of guy where even if he doesn't start, he'll come in in the late innings and play defense just mm-hmm. to try to maintain that lead. You'll take that with him in the order. I mean, Urias hasn't been bad. I, I just – I don't see a, a move, really, unless it's a first or a, a corner infielder, I guess, because you don't really need any pitching. I mean, maybe a good setup man, but, like, who's going to trade a good setup man? Because most of them are on good teams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, go back, look at when we made that move for Moose. You know, Travis Shaw was at third, and everyone's like, we don't need a third baseman. All of a sudden, you move him over to second. Could we see something like that where – That's true. Someone, I, I don't know. It didn't really make sense looking at it. Or I wouldn't have expected it, but – Hey, it worked out though. That was a hell of a trade. Do you guys think that Yelich is fully healthy yet? Like actually? Mm, I I think he is. I don't know. I I think he is, but he's just got to He's definitely been hitting better. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. But I I I'd be curious to know, like inside that locker room, what is being like how healthy is he? Because I a deep run, and I've said this before, but like a deep run in the playoffs, and I know that they've won games without him, and that's fine. They need 100% Christian Yelich in the playoffs, or above 90% Christian Yelich in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You know, I mean, so he's the reason we got in the playoffs, you know, a few years ago. Like that dude went on a tear. So, and- so as impressive as the win streak has been, he'll be, a, you know, and it's easy to judge an MVP, right? That's a easy, like, uh, put the blame on him. But if he's healthy and they keep winning, I think his numbers will match the winning numbers. You know what I mean? I think his numbers will pretty much correlate directly to wins and losses. Uh, that that might be unfair of me to put, but um, he always has a strong second half too. I mean, when he won his MVP, he was hitting. Yeah. I mean, he hit. He was pretty like just average in the first something. half. Two eighty in the first half, like twelve home runs or something, and then in the second half he had like thirty bombs and ended yep. up hitting like over three thirty. So. That's true. He's definitely a second-half player. Um, yeah. And speaking of that, while we're on the topic of baseball, Peter, how do you feel about uh, Storm and Gorman? How, oh. how are you feeling about the boys? Are you going to make a good second-half charge <laughs> here and try to get up into the top <laughs> four or what? 
I love clap. my team. I love my team, but God damn it, we suck. <laughs> I I'm like in seventh place. It's abysmal. Um, I don't know. I'm, we've been wheeling and dealing now. Hopefully, I'm getting better. We'll see. I'm, I'm gonna come out of nowhere. I think people are overlooking me and gonna make a run. I got Zach Granke. We got some old Adam Wainwright. These guys are old and washed up, but they're still they're still producing. Dude, Doesn't Wainwright, matter. I can't believe you got you got <laughs> him from me. I wanted to keep him, but I was like, oh, I gotta I gotta make a bold move. I was like, I gotta go for my for a closer here, and so I dealt him, and he had like 11 Ks in the next start. It was Dude, he's was he's good. He is. I I, uh, I can't believe the move that Nate allowed to happen today. I yeah, voted I against that. that. I figured you did. Uh, hey, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know like, what honestly. He... I asked him about Mike Trout, and he was like, "Yeah, it's gonna take a lot." And now I'm thinking that a lot is like Taylor Ro- or Trevor Rogers and like an outfielder. Yeah, like, I, I, I mean, feel like I could give him for Voodoo. Goals. Like Nate, I'm sorry because I think you will hear this probably, but Brian Reynolds for Liam Hendricks. Come on, Nate. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I had to go for it. I was trying to get Kimbrel for a while. Spencer, you got oh, hey. fucking god. Hey, got that, job. after a hell of a negotiation, I have to say that, that. was. No, me and Peter, we went back and forth. We were, we were, <laughs> we almost had it because we had an initial agreement, and then Peter was like, mm-hmm. eh, "I don't know about that one." I was like, "Come on, dude! Like, what's this going to take?" And then I think what ultimately did it was Wayno. Honestly, yep, it, it really I tr- was. I tried to steal Bregman from you too, and it just didn't work out. Yeah, I was kind of hoping to throw Bregman in there for you because what he's. Because like, he's hurt. I was hoping to maybe overvalue it a little bit because he's hurt and might be out a while. So I guess I shouldn't have said that unless anyone else in the league is listening and knows if I throw Bregman out there for some, you know, really good I'm, fucking players. We'll see. I mean, you're talking to, to two of the 10 and I know Jordan and Nate probably listen at least on and off. So you might have just, yes. well, yeah. Hey, Spencer, Throw throw Nate a, a dog shit trade right now and like Taylor Rogers for someone and see if he does it. All right. <laughs> God, damn I think I'm gonna do Verdugo and <coughs> Rogers for Trout and no, maybe I'll throw in maybe I'll throw in one of my hurt pitchers because they'll be back for Trout will be. Ooh, okay. All right. I'll think one up. I'll think hey, one up here. I'll tell you what I'm gonna do before I submit it. Before we before we get out of the baseball, uh. Right now, my Cubbies, you know what the Cubs could really use? And so, I... Schwarber? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Sh- dude, and you, Darvish, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, bad. okay, so here's where I sit with the fucking Ricketts family, who are filthy rich. I mean, stupid rich, and they play poor to the fans all the time, and it's disgusting because whether you like us or not, Cubs baseball fans are good baseball fans like they understand baseball and they understand what the fuck's going on with the team they get it and it is so lame to me when you're one of the better organizations in baseball and you have a ton of money and you have a good team sitting still in front of you and you want to blow the fucking team up like when you have that mindset you own the you're owning the team for the wrong reason it is yep. no longer to try and win games like, how, how can you look at that roster? And I know that they didn't have the, – the last few years have not been good. But the talent is still pretty phenomenal. And how can you look at that roster? And, and I get Schwarber moving on. I get it. But now it looks horrible. 
You Darvish is having another phenomenal year with San Diego. Oh man. What do you guys think about that? Like, am I crazy for thinking that when you're that rich and you have a good team in front of you, that, that when you start playing poor or crying poor to the fans, that it's time to just fucking sell the team. Like that yeah, is lame to me. It's frustrating. I, I can see where you're coming from. Um, I, I don't know. It's also easy to say that now looking back at things, but I, I don't really understand what's going on there. Um, then they got, you know, it's really interesting. Look at you, Darvish. A few years ago, that guy sucked, and everyone thought he like was we, done. He just needed to get healthy. Yeah, yeah. I, I had my doubts. I was like, yeah, he's he's toast. Ever since you know playoffs and everything, he's never going to be the same. But, but this guy's a Cy Young candidate, like you know, a few years in a row now. Yeah, shit. Last year he probably. I mean, last year, I, and we went into this last fall because I was big mad about it. But last year he probably should have won the Cy Young. Mm-hmm. He had better numbers than Bauer. Um, but. You know, that he's not on the Cubs. I could admit he probably should have. Okay, too. but at okay. the time, I mean, fair. I was not gonna. I was dying on that. <laughs> hey, that that's fair. I'm just glad you said it now. It makes me feel better. But yeah, so you know, not great when you already had the, his money spent. You know, um, and and then when you take him off the books or you take that contract off the books, Zach Davies hasn't been horrible. Actually. Zach Davies? No, he's not. I I just can't believe that you have Zach Davies though. Guy looks like he's like 13. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's crazy, and I can't believe he has tattoos, which really boggles my mind. That really throws it off. It up. is but, kind of an odd look, isn't it? Can't believe his mom <laughs> mom signed off on that. Wow. But so he actually hasn't been miserable. Not great. He well, he combined no hitter the other night. Had six nice innings. That's cool. But um, when yeah, man, it, it, it oh, it, it's so frustrating. And then. When you offload you Darvish's contract, right? You know, that's a big contract. So you get cap space back. And then you start the fucking season with Chris Bryant might get traded. How can you deal that contract away and then not re-sign that core? That, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like they're kind of half in and half out. Like, I don't, I don't really understand. But. That, yeah, that's, exa- that's exactly what they're doing, and it's fucking stupid. And, and I don't think the owners expected the team to be this decent. Mm-hmm. They haven't been great as of late, but they're a decent ball club this year. Um, Trade has been submitted. What'd you do? Verdugo, Wander Franco, and Andrew Benatendi for Mike Trout. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. See if he goes for it. If it was a keeper league, no way I would give up Wander Franco, but I'm just going to try to live off the hype here. You know? Is yeah, uh, no. Peter Child going to join us? No, he's working. Oh, damn it. Shout he's out. Making the big bucks. Fucking bone to pick with that guy. Making oh, us let's hear it. look like weirdos. Oh, let's hear it. Air oh, it out. God. He, this, this stadium draft <laughs> is outrageous. <laughs> I, he has put a bad name on everyone named Peter because <laughs> – Mayo with hot dogs? What the <laughs> hell is that guy doing? I that, that's just out of left field. I I don't know what's going on, but I I'm a little more disappointed. No one else picked heavenly roasted nuts. Oh, and fucking nuts! You can yeah. Oh shit. my god, that would have been a first choice for me. You could smell yeah. those a mile away, and do you do like you, crack? Do you have <laughs> do you have oh th- do you have three more that we missed? Or any oh. other contentious ones? Uh I mean. You were – beer was up there for sure. Um, I know you picked that, of course. Yeah, no way. You um, No way. I'm a little mad you picked uh, Dippin' Dots at the end. I, oh. I, was, I was getting on Dippin' Dots. 
ice cream of the future. Yeah. It is the ice cream. Um, hey, Dippin' Dots, if you, want, if you need something to sponsor, oh. we're, your, we're your podcast. Oh, my it's God. It's been the ice cream of the future for the past 25 years. Yeah. What, when is this just going to be called ice cream? Ice cream. Yeah, ice cream. <laughs> you know, it, it's crazy because I don't know if they really taste that much better, but the texture and what it does oh, to yeah. your tongue is – I don't know what it is. I mean – and Dippin' Dots, we're talking ball games. We're talking when you go to a water park and they sell them there for whatever reason. You're That's eating so a hot random. ass. Yeah. Dippin' Dots are just like, they're the definition of like the most random ass like food. Like you're, they're like, I don't even know how to describe it. They're like, it's like seeing somebody at like the mall and you're like, dude, of course that guy's here. Like Dippin' Dots just yeah. fits that mold. Like you'll be at, like Margaret said, you're at a water park and it's just like, of course, Dippin' Dots are here. You know, a movie theater makes sense. A sporting event makes sense. And then it's like Dippin' Dots came to school today. What? Yeah. 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 It, it's, they're weird. They're good. And they kind of, like, some places they make sense. And other places, like, why Why the hell are Dippin' Dots here? They're, I don't know how they're still around, to be honest. But I'm all for it. I don't know hey. how they haven't been replaced yet. <laughs> I mean. What, yeah, with what, though? They're there already. Has, the, well, I'm, I'm assuming there has to be like somebody else thinking of a new ice cream in the future, right? Like what Peter said. I mean, that's been the ice cream of the future since like '92. Was that Froyo yeah. though? Was that Froyo somewhere? Maybe. Uh, I mean, gelato. Well, that's been around for a long time, probably technically, but I don't know. Um, let, let's talk about the Packers. Well, what are your other two, oh, Peter? Yeah, yeah. Actually. Oh God, I see. I normally don't eat a lot in the game because I go drink and you know, pound a bunch of beers and tailgate and shit beforehand, and then I'm stuffed. I would say, I don't know if I can choose this, but the post tailgate rotten beer oh. in the parking lot, you're just chilling out. You don't, you don't, you don't buy it. You get to save some money. You're just chilling out, having a beer and a broad after the game. You're letting everyone else go. They're gonna wait in line for 30 minutes. Oh, fuck it, I'll just chill out with the boys. I'll just have a broad. Exactly. It's yeah, a cold brat beer. Perfect. Um, and then next is, did you, go, did you have like helmet cheese fries? Probably. Yeah. 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 Those, Those are, are good, staple, a staple at AmFam Field or yeah. American Family. Um, so yeah, I catch myself always. Miller Park, AmFam Field. I don't really care. What, it's just Miller Park to me but, still. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't, don't even know. I don't even like that team and it offends me. I got to say um, – well, I have a question. So, did you guys, speaking of mayonnaise and hot dog, so, you know, my brain was ticking on this one. And I had it, and it was not good. But, Peter, when you went to school, did they serve, because we got these, like, mm. they were chicken patties, but they were hot dog chicken patties. What? Did you guys ever get those? Never. What the fuck so are you talking like, about? Dude, it was like a hot dog, picture of hot dog, spherical, yeah. spherical in shape. But it was chicken with, like, breading on it. Oh, like a chicken fry? Yeah, but it was like a hot dog in a bun. And then we got – that was what we ate. And Wait, I put so what, on that, and it what, was good. Was, okay, That's so different, the substance though. is chicken, right? Yes. I thought you were saying like a a burger-shaped hot dog. I'm like, that's oh. fucking pointless. Oh, no, 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 no. No, sorry. No, it okay, was like, – Okay, like I got what you're saying. With breading on it, and then you stick it in a bun. And yeah. And put mayo on that. That's, that's a chicken that. sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. essentially. Yeah. Or chicken hot dog. It's, yeah, that makes sense. Second never, thing. Oh, go never ahead, had Peter. that, but it sounds good. You got to try no, it. it sounds it's good. I, I kind of pissed off Green Bay Public Schools never offered that. Yeah, what the hell, <laughs> Preble? Were you a Preble guy, or do we hate, do not. we not like Preble? Preble's private, isn't it? No, they're public. Oh, I, I went to 
Who was your oh, big fuck. rival? Uh, I mean, Notre Dame was a private school, so fuck them. Um, yeah, led in that tool, uh, Purcell. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Second thing, and I think I think Marcus, you can appreciate this, Peter. I think you will have a new. I'm like a preacher. Let me show you guys the light. Oh boy! <laughs> now there have been. This is like an editorial column, so just let me have my little moment here for a second. There is always a time in the summer when people clad in blue and red make the trip up I-94 to the beautiful city of Milwaukee, which to some is a terrible city. It's not. And these people in blue and red claim to create a atmosphere at American Family Field. You know, because it's cheaper and it's better and it's a lot more fun than going to their You can tailgate, you know. Yeah, you can tailgate. You don't have to park three miles away and walk a bunch of blocks. You don't have to take, you know, public transit to the game if you don't want to. Beers aren't $18, you know, there's there's a lot of that stuff. It's affordable. It's great family fun at American Family Field. And, you know, a lot of of fans in this city, I think, show disdain for the fans that – come up from the city to be named from the south but i'll tell you what i mean i think we welcome with open arms we say thank you thank you for putting money into our city instead of funneling it away from your city thank you for giving money to the brewers so they can go out and sign free agents so they can get a better ballpark so they can continue to wipe the competition in the nl central i mean i i think that we should welcome them with open arms and if they you know want to want to deal with the um the confines, the friendly confines of American family. Don't field. say that. I mean, hey, we welcome them and we'll fly the L proudly. So that's yeah. just my editorial comment. I think that we should be accepting of the Cubs fans who come up and give us money for free. All right. First of all, fair, fair column, fair statement. That That's fine. That's good. Blues- I'm an unbiased national baseball reporter. The only reason I'm saying this is because I am a Wisconsin Cubs fan. There, there's a large difference. The, the vibe from the Illinois and the like, you know, like the homegrown Cubs fans. Cardinals are the the bigger rivalry. At like all the Wisconsin games, like all the Cubs fans you see at, in Miller Park. Yes, some come up from Chicago for sure, but most are people like me. Like to be fair, most are Wisconsin people that like the Cubs. I mean, obviously you get, I would say one in every 20 cars is probably from Chicago, which I guess that's a decent amount, but I don't know. I don't know. Have you ever been to Wrigley? Have either of you ever been to Wrigley? Yep. Well, I went you... to the bathroom today. Oh, hey, good for you. Boom! <laughs> hey, the one thing I got to give Wrigley for is that, the, or at least when I went, there were troughs to piss in, and there's mm. nothing better than pissing in a trough. It just, it's awesome. Feels like you're back in like 1930. It's it's fun. Look at you know talking to the the boys next to you, just having a good time. Having a good piss going, and you know, oh yeah, how's that piss going? Maybe lean your head on the wall. Yeah, (laughs) the the hand on the wall. (laughs) That's the old guy classic. And then you got to put your hand hand on the wall, hand on the head. Yeah, that's the old. That is the old guy like at a rest stop classic. And like a big. (laughs) But I, I mean. One thing, at least that you get at Wrigley and Miller Park, like it just, it's going to take time or American Family Field. But like, 
when you go to Wrigley, it's insane. Like it yeah. feel it, you feel like there's a lot of history there. So that that's pretty oh, fucking totally, that's totally different. I mean, they, you can't even compare those two stadiums because they're just so different. You know? Yeah. They're, so they're awesome. I don't know, Spencer. I, I, I'll I'll leave you with. I mean, because you really went at the Cubs today, and I didn't really have much to say about it. So how did I go at the Cubs today? What what? I didn't say anything bad. I'll send I this out. said nothing bad. Sure. You can they, re-listen. That we should open them. We should open our city with open arms to bring them there. What did I say bad? You trashed Wrigley Field for like I did not trash Wrigley Field. It's too expensive. It's too expensive and dirty. You called it a garbage can. Like a toilet. A toilet. A toilet. I did a toilet. compare it to a bad. Yeah. Okay. So fuck yeah. you. But anyways, now I forgot what I was even going to say. To take offense to something like that. Typical Cubs fan. Am I oh, right? Oh, here we go. <laughs> am I right, guys? <laughs> here we go. Unbelievable. Okay. Here we go. But hey, at least you're not a fib, so I'll, I'll accept it. That's true. Yeah. Hey, and at least I've never changed. I've been a fan in the 112 lost seasons when I was young. Hey, took it like a champ. But anyways, now that we're done with that fucking slander. That was not slander. Slander. No. Wrong. Slander. No. No. <laughs> slander. No. Anyways. <laughs> it was none of that. Let's slander the Packers. Peter, h- how are we feeling about the Packers? Because I certainly don't really know what to think right now. Well, first off, I this is just a recommendation. I think, Spencer, you should, you know, go go on your work computer, go look up the Packers player directory and, you know, pass along Aaron Rodgers' number to me. And I think oh. we can hash something out. <laughs> I think if I got on the phone with A-Rod, we, we could hash something out. So just just putting that out there. Um, but I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. It's He's going to play. He's not getting traded this year. But he's going to be – we'll see how pissed off he is. We'll see what kind of kind of mood he's in. When you look at he's it's not like he's on a shitty, miserable team. He's got pieces no. around him. He's – He's got guys he likes. He's got Bakhtiari, Devontae, you know, Aaron Jones. Like, these are all his boys. And there's a reason that they signed these contracts real recently is because I don't think they would have signed these deals if Rodgers is out of there or that, you know, they had any inkling that he was gone. So I'm confident, but I I know he will, or I think he will get traded at some point, but I don't think it's going to be this year. You know, what when Love got drafted – that put an expiration date on Aaron Rodgers. So whenever that was going to be, whether it's going to be this year, next year, two years from now, you know, Aaron Rodgers time is up and they're not just going to, it's not going to be an easy transition from Rodgers to love. Like it wasn't for Favre to Rodgers. There's no way they thought it would have worked this time when it did not work the last time. I, I don't know what the hell the Packers are thinking. There's blame to put on both sides. Um, but Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Packer this year. They're going to win the fucking Super Bowl. Well, first of all, great, great point about there's not too many other teams that are better set up to win games. And that is a fact. You can look around the league and you can try and debate and listen to all the fucking morning shows that uh, to everyone's heart content of, of their, their hypothetical scenarios of, oh, imagine, imagine him with the receivers in Denver. Are you kidding me? Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the fucking league, and it's not even yeah. close. You think that someone, Jerry Judy, is going to go make Aaron Rodgers better? Wrong. But 
Well, I mean, I'm not wrong. Like, they sound fucking stupid when they say shit like that. Like, it, just think about what they're saying. It's crazy. He's got but, pieces, man. MVS. Gotta love MVS. The haters are sick. Uh, hey, how about that that little bugger that they drafted out of Clemson, Amari Rogers? Mm-hmm. He's going to be a freak. Like, he's a good football player. Uh, they just, uh, to, to wrap up the defensive end of things, Oh, we have the number one cornerback in the league and just drafted a 4-2 guy that's 6-1 and 200 pounds. Hmm. Yeah. That'll be pretty good. Yeah. So, no, dude. Don't forget about Big Bobby either. I love that guy. Yeah, well, he's got snubbed of the All-Pro. Um, but, oh, yeah. And a gigantic ad from Arizona Cardinals, I want to say. Uh, Devondre Campbell, he had, I want to say, 99 total tackles last year. Or maybe over yeah. the last year and a half has had 120 or something. But uh, a mark of consistency. He hasn't missed a lot of games. He plays tough as shit. He's mean, but he's getting a little older. But um, he'll be a nice compliment to, I want to say, is it Ty Summers still up the middle? and Or is he gone? Man, I don't even know. I feel like it's a revolving door up the middle every fucking year. But yeah, we'll, the- we'll be all right. Um <laughs> The middle linebacker position has been a, a, a big question mark. So, yeah. Yeah. Can guard tight ends. 6'4", gigantic body. <laughs> if only you knew what we were looking at right now. <laughs> Larry McCarron. Larry, yeah, according, Larry according, McCarron. <laughs> okay, hey, so my sources just said, according to Larry McCarron. Larry got, McCarron. Oh, yeah, big <laughs> ugly. The guy's 6'4", play inside linebacker, uh, fast enough to guard tight ends and mean enough to, uh, to get inside and bust up the run. So that, to me, is going to be the biggest point of emphasis is someone who can stop the run uh, beyond Kenny Clark or, you know, because quite frankly, the way the, the Packers' defense is set up, Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith aren't really set up to get any, like, run – tackles they can break up the plays but they're not with the way that they run around they're not really necessarily set up for those run plays so having a guy that you can trust coming down the middle behind Kenny Clark I think will be huge um he he doesn't need to be an all pro he doesn't need to be great even just better than we've had (laughs) they're just just more consistent than we've had a, a good move that I like which I don't think gets enough attention and probably gets a little more hate than love is um Kevin King resigning. I I don't I don't know like if he's our third quarterback or even our second. People were loving the shit out of him last year as their second quarterback, and one shitty play, you know, kind of. I'm not going to say cost <laughs> us the Super Bowl or anything like that, but a significant play. There are a lot of things we could have done differently, but well, had a solid fucking year, and everyone's like, yeah, you know, get rid of him. Such, yeah, I think just goes back to Packers fans getting pissed off after one thing and everyone loses their goddamn minds. But Me included. I, I, yeah. <laughs> but no. I, I, I think that's a damn good addition and not spending a boatload on him and no, still I, young. He's got his injury issues, but I like it. I think for – yeah, I mean, I don't think he's the worst cornerback in the league. And if yeah. you're talking about having a guy on the bench, yeah, I'll take Kevin King. Yeah. Of course. Um, I'll be curious to see if they consider uh, – um, maybe moving him to safety, getting him some work at safety. He's big enough, I think. He's a big dude. 
Um, so yeah, that'll be interesting. I mean, um, and like I was saying, you look around the league and you can't name too many other teams, at least roster wise, who are better in a better position to go on a Super Bowl run. They've been to the NFC Championship two years in a row. There's not better football being played anywhere else. Period. Tampa, they'll be good again. They'll probably be better. They re-signed everyone. Um, they'll have, you know, Tampa will probably be better, but I don't know. I think Packers, I think Packers are in a good spot. And this is a hot take too that Still can't really say because we haven't seen a ton of reps. Jordan Love didn't get to touch the ball in the preseason or in any reps in camp last year because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love might be all right. Yeah, I- I'm not going to say that he's going to be great, but everyone hated Aaron Rodgers when we drafted him. And Aaron Rodgers fucking sucked in the preseason and in camp his first and second year. Yeah, He was horrible. I- I'm optimistic. I, you know, I want Love to do well, but – it doesn't sit that well with me right now that he didn't suit up at all last year. At least Aaron Rodgers was a backup for a few years behind Favre. But the fact that Tim Boyle was backing up Rodgers last year, I, I don't know how much that really means. But if he truly was that good, I think he'd be suiting up above Boyle. So, I mean, Boyle was a stud, so I can't, <laughs> you know, I can't give him too much shit. But um, yeah, it's, it's something to look at. I think uh, obviously when, you know, we actual mandatory training camp coming up will be very telling. Um, and this year, uh, we talked about this before Spencer couldn't talk about the Packers, but we talked about how much they could find people. And this year for the mandatory training camps, the NFL made it as such that it's not an optional fine. You get fined 50K a day. It's not the team's choice anymore for the, the final fall training camp. So in terms of league rules helping the Packers out, that's great that they don't have to put that pressure on. That, yeah. they, that they can get that out of Raj or force him essentially into something and that they don't have to be like, yeah, sorry. we're you know Because I think if they start pushing, poking the bear and start taking money from him, then he definitely won't play. Yeah. I, I really think that. Uh, so... I could see that too, especially if it's not up to you know if it's up to the Packers and they do find them. I don't think they would, but if they if they actually would, it's another you know a little more ammo that Rodgers has is like fuck Goody, you know I, I want out of here even more. So yeah, he already hates the guy. <laughs> and yeah, Mark it's... Murphy. I I think those two guys are not great in Rodgers' eyes. No, I uh, well that's pretty clear. But it, <laughs> it'll it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a wild a wild 30 for 30 on a Raj in about seven or eight years. It's, I mean, yeah. it's probably one for the ages. We're going to find out stuff that none of us want to know as fans, probably in terms of negotiations and the way things were dealt with. And uh, I bet it's all documented. I bet it's going to be ugly too. <laughs> hey, it, it could be, or maybe everything could be, just jolly and they win a few Super Bowls here in the next few years. I don't know. That's <laughs> I have my doubts. It's a beautiful mystery. Damn it, right. It's a beautiful mystery. But we'll leave the Packers at that. Looking at the Bucks right now, downtown game four. Uh, game one was pretty sloppy. Trey Young had a all-time, you know, 48-point night or something. Great game. Uh, 
tough to stop that. Game two, uh, Bucks came right back. Uh, I mean, you know, dominant, dominant game two. Trey Young had 15 points. Uh, game three, uh, just another nice win. They were down 15. Obviously, people want to put a, keep putting asterisks because players are getting hurt when they're playing the Bucks. That's bullshit. Because guess what? When the Bucks players get hurt last year, no one gave a fuck, did they? No. Hey, DiVincenzo's out right now. What are yeah. he's playing? Yeah, our starting point like guard. Playoffs. So I, I, I don't want to hear it with the injury thing because injuries are part of the sport. It happens. Like, yeah. and none of the plays have been dirty. Like, none of the injuries have been caused by dirty plays. So no. I don't want to hear about it. Um, but Giannis is on a historic path right now. Uh, he's gone nine. What is it? Every game, not no, not every game, but I think nine plus games now, thirty points, and I can't remember. I should have should have wrote it down, but he's so fucking steady. He never, you know, has this crazy sixty-five point game and then a thirteen-point game. He just I swear to God, he gets thirty-three every single game, and you know, twelve boards. It's it's nuts. Yeah, but he, and, but he gets no credit because he never has a fifty-point game. Yeah, well, and he gets no credit because. All anyone wants to do outside of local media or sports fans around here is talk about his free throws. Like that narrative is just so lame. And I get there's a 10 second rule. I get that's in the league rule. But if you're going to enforce that, then every single defensive player or offensive player who steps into the lane early on that free throw, you've got to blow the whistle for that too then, right? How picky can we get, right? What are the rules there for? How picky do we really want to get NBA? Right? I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it up to you, NBA. Yeah, let's see what you want to do. Well, you know, you, you can't you can't pick one on a frozen play on a play that has no time, right? Yeah. You can't pick one thing out of it and then not call the, all the other violations that happen in it in the same time in my opinion. Maybe that's being a homer. I, I don't know, but that's stupid to me when it's I mean, there's a lane violation every single free throw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every single time. It's every single close. time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I'm glad they're not calling it. Like, everyone knows they're not going to call the 10 seconds, which which is, I mean, of course, I'm glad because I'm a Bucks fan. But, you know, the, the worst thing is the inconsistency in calls. And oh, it's I just, bad. It just pisses me off. It's like, all right, either call it or don't call it. But just let us know what the hell's going on. <laughs> you know, like I, a strike zone in baseball, like – when they're all over the place, it's it's just fucking frustrating. You know, I, I catch a lot of heat on here from Spencer for going at the refs and blaming yeah. the refs for everything. But, you know, when, when you're watching these Milwaukee games against some of the most notorious foul drawers of all time, I mean, Giannis gets murdered in the paint, hacked in the paint, and doesn't get – I mean, I, I think there are at least 10 more fouls a game that Giannis gets that don't get called. And when you're watching Trey Young and Kyrie, and not so much KD, respect to KD, honestly, but when you're watching these players, and it's just not basketball, like when you're jumping into people and then throwing the ball at the hoop, like that's not basketball. That's not offense. And the NBA allegedly, they've said now, you know, in the announcing during the playoffs that the NBA is fixing that next year, that you won't, as an offensive player, you will not be able to do what they've been doing. We'll see. But 
Oh, wow, wow, wow. Would that change the NBA game if they start not allowing that bullshit to happen? Uh, guess what? Who's going to be really good? Oh, yeah, the teams who already play real fucking basketball. The Suns and the Bucks, Nice, and the Nuggets. And Philly. And, and Philly. Utah. I'll give Utah. it to Philly. Right. I just like Utah because I love Joe Angles. He's awesome. <laughs> you know, for, for, for being an NBA hater, which I am, I got to say, I really, really, really enjoy watching a Suns Bucks final. That'd be a great bat. That'd be not great NBA basketball. They're quote unquote NBA basketball, great real basketball. There'd be real defense played. Like, you know what I mean? That would be a great series uh, for, for the final stand. Shout out Spencer for guessing that right. But wow, they got to take care of business. Yeah, I was going to say, the Clippers have kind of got them on their seat. That. That win the other night, 84 to 80 or whatever. Holy yeah, that's gritty. Yeah. That's super fuck? gritty. That was like that Wisconsin game a couple years ago against Penn State, 36-33 final. Yeah. <laughs> ugly. <God>. So ugly. <laughs> like, no, but, it, I mean, if the NBA was like that, I, I can't stand, guys. I can't stand when the games, even in the regular season, like, makes me not want to watch when the games are 130 to 138. That's not – I mean – I get that these guys are more skilled, more talented than college players, so the shots they make, they make it look a lot easier than it probably really is. But what? I mean, they don't play any defense in the regular season. And then when they play defense in the playoffs, it doesn't get called, like, anywhere near remotely evenly. Uh, Hey, rough guy. It's the trade-off. It. It's like, all right, do I just go balls to the wall on offense and play absolutely no defense, or do I have a combination of both? Like, I, I can see why guys want to put up 50 and play no defense, but – It's glamorous, know. man. It's, yeah, I know. It's but fucking badass. Yeah, it makes the money, fat paycheck, and history books and all that shit, but <laughs> I don't know. Hey, but – I'm shit. not an NBA player, so I guess I can't really talk about this. Yeah, same. <laughs> but that's about – Honestly, all I have, I don't know. Spots, you got anything else? Peter Nickel, you got anything else? Peter Dimes? Mm, not really. I mean, I will, not really. I, I actually got an ad read if you go for it. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Drinking a nice uh, quick trip beer. Fucking quick trip uh, collab with Carbon 4 in Ooh. Madison. Okay. A nice hot spot hazy IPA. Oh, wow. Is it cold? It is. Oh, okay. It's probably big IPA guy. So, um, man, after a nice day of cutting the grass, you want to enjoy one of these, cool you down, enjoy your work, and just, you know, maybe got the brew game on the radio. They're tied with the Cubs right now, so it's a little disappointing, but. Oh, it um, is tied? Yeah, 1 1. Hey, I'm not an an IPA guy, but, you know, honestly. Might have to try it just because you're drinking it. Hey, oh, it's it's Quick Trip. If you like Quick Trip, you'll wow, like this. Yeah, that's hey, Carbon Four in Madison. I'm I'm, 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 I'm kind of upset at Quick Trip. I was one. I was one of the final. Uh, well, give, give me a second. <laughs> All right. This, this is like this is like a this is like a spin zone. So you know they introduced the gold card last year. If you were one of the top point, like so, I I was one of the finalists. I made it. I'm like one of the one percent. I'm Quick Trip rich. <laughs> I was so close. So don't tell me I oh, you don't okay. like quick trip. I okay. am quick trip. I am quick trip. 
it courses through me. You know what happened to my leg? It's on the roller grill at Quick Trip. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Too far? I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> Got any more ad reads? I don't think Quick Trip's going to sponsor us after that. Uh, I, I was going to say you might have. <laughs> that ship has sailed. I hate to say it. Hey, well, we'll see. You know, a little dry, maybe dark humor. Hey, might be yeah, dark. They, they are into that stuff as far as, you know, kind of weird comedy and shit goes on social media. Maybe, maybe they'll like yeah, that. Huh? Maybe you'll see a leg on a roller on your meme on Twitter like tomorrow. Ooh, yeah. How crazy well, would that be? Wonder if Peter can. I wonder how good other Peter. I wonder if other Peter is that good at Photoshop. If he can he's figure. Not a, he's not a big Photoshop guy. He he has to make everything in InDesign. Oh yeah, true. Dude. True. Uh, yeah. Or I'll it might be even better just have a, like a cruelly made me like a yeah, Photoshop <laughs> just just like a yeah. square, you know? <laughs> yeah, the shit that yeah the stuff that I post on Twitter, horrible edits, but. Anyways, I don't have anything else, so thanks for joining us. Hey, and go to Down and Back Stitches at We So Glassy on Etsy. Follow us on Twitter at B1G Thoughts, on Instagram at B1G Thoughts underscore. Um, Bucks need to get their shit going. The Cubs need to get their shit going. And the Montreal Canadiens need to get their shit going. No? Didn't like that one? But anyways, go Cubs. Yeah, we'll have Peter edit that out, but that'd be that'd be clutch that at least you can do that so don't fuck this up, Peter. Yeah, Peter. Yeah, he's Paige. We'll bring this back in right here. Shout out Peter because he doesn't mess. Even the, the episodes that he's not on here with us and doesn't listen to us, we pretty much tell him, like, yeah, here, here, and here, and he he gets it every time. So shout out Peter. That's true. Um, Still a salty. Never followed me back on Twitter. Oh, he's not. He's not, he's he's not very active. Nah, he's not a social media guy. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. I'll throw him, I'll throw him a text. I'll say, hey, no, I, I don't give a man. shit. I just. <laughs> <laughs> But I just hold uh, it against him again. The whole Peter thing makes us look like fucking weirdos. Yeah, lemonade's a tough choice. But looking at the. <laughs>